Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. A block from our house is a country club, and the route on which we've walked our dog for years goes right by their tennis courts. Now, for a dog that is half lab, this means an unlimited supply of tennis balls that have bounced into the road and into neighbors' yards. But it's not that interesting for us humans, really, most of the time. Until one spring, when the country club seeded three plots of wildflowers to encourage pollinators. Suddenly, every day, new flowers would pop up and bloom. Everything from zinnias to sunflowers. And the country club let those plots grow up, seed, and then would mow them over until the next year. Every spring and fall, they seed these three plots. And we have enjoyed years of beautiful flowers, bees, and butterflies. Until this year. They did seed the plots, and the wildflowers started growing. But suddenly, we noticed tall grasses growing between the flowers. Before too long, the grasses consumed the flowers. And now, sadly, when we walk past, there are three plots of wild grasses, with maybe a sunflower or two poking through. Now, did an enemy of the country club come in the night and throw grass seeds among the wildflower seeds? I don't know, (laughs) but probably not. More than likely, someone accidentally misidentified the grass seed in whatever wildflower mix the country club purchased. But in today's gospel, we know the farmer purchased good seed. Rather, an enemy has been prowling about. And he or she did throw wild grass seed among the wheat. This grass seed that Matthew is referring to is most likely darnel or cockle, also known as false wheat. A nasty weed that closely resembles wheat and is plentiful in Israel. The difference between darnel and real wheat is evident only when the plants mature and the ears appear. The ears of the real wheat are heavy and will droop, while the ears of the darnel stand up straight. But at early stages, they are indistinguishable. If the slaves try to pull out the weeds, they likely will pull out wheat as well. So the farmer tells the slaves, let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. We often can look around the world, around our community, and around our church, and think we can know who are the wheat and who are the weeds. We can look at God and say, hey God, sure are a lot of weeds around here. Did you buy some bad seed? And we can also think that it is our job to root out these weeds. We can think it is up to us to pull on the garden gloves, to mix the roundup, and to eradicate those weeds. You know, for God. But what we're hearing from Jesus in this parable is that we can't actually be sure who are the wheat and who are the weeds. Now Jesus seems to be acknowledging that there truly is the fruit of evil here. That these weeds are robbing the resources from the good wheat of the world. That these weeds serve no value and are actively hurting 
the work of the kingdom. But if we start weeding, we are sure to yank up some of the wheat too. And God is not willing to lose any of the wheat at this point. He'll sort it out at the end. Which sounds really nice. Until we start going to extremes. I have a lot of friends who do not attend church. Now, some of them believe in God, and some of them don't anymore. But I hear very similar stories from them about why they left the church. The hypocrisy, the patriarchy, the hierarchy, the abuse, the scandals. Someone somewhere in the church, or sometimes the church structure itself, has failed this person. They decided they could find God elsewhere, or that they didn't need God at all, and they left. I, too, have seen too much of this in my life in the church. Priests who couldn't be trusted with money, leaders who preyed on women or children, churches excluding the vulnerable, the stranger, the hurting, Christianity co-opted by those who use her to gain power in this world. These people are weeds growing among the wheat. And it wounds me deeply to see the God I believe so deeply in, the God I have dedicated my life to, abused in this way. I have a hard time standing up before you today and just saying, it's fine. Ignore those who would prey on our community. God will sort them out in the end. And this is why I think it's important to really play around with the parables and not just take them at face value. Just because one line of scripture says something that seems clear or explicit, we have to consider that all of scripture is in conversation with itself. We can't just say, let the weeds and the wheat grow up together. God will sort it out. Because God also gives Moses guidelines of how the Israelites should live in community together. He calls prophets and judges and kings to pronounce judgment on his people. Jesus flips the table at the temple because he is so disgusted that people are using the worship space in such a way to make a profit. In so many other places, God does help humans weed out the evil among them. He does not just say, let the vulnerable be exploited. Let the grifters run free. Let the wolves have at the sheep. And I'm not convinced that the wheat and the weeds are not present in each of our lives, in each of our souls. People aren't just all good or all bad. Some of us start off as weeds and are made wheat. And some of us start off as wheat and become weeds. And maybe that's why God has to sort it all out at the end. Because none of us are all wheat. And none of us are all weeds. Maybe for the most part, this parable works. For the most part, we should be concerned with the log in our own eye before trying to find the speck in our brother's or sister's eyes. In extreme situations, I don't think God wants us to tolerate victimization or abuse in our churches. But for the most part, we can let God sort out the wheat and the weeds we encounter. It's above our pay grade. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. We are all wheat and weed, good and evil, light and darkness. And God is the only one who can sort us all out. 
Perhaps this parable is like the weed, the weeds, and the wheat it talks about. This parable is problematic. It has its own weeds, but for the most part, it's wheat. And we can't throw out the weeds without also throwing out the wheat. So let them grow together and let God sort it out in the end. Amen.